I'm just letting you know. I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of the whole quarantine thing. I'm sick of it, yo. Got the strip clubs closed. I got a thousand motherfucking ones that I done had for a motherfucking two and a half weeks, okay? I got all my clothes out the cleaners with nowhere to go, okay? I got both of my phones fully charged for the first time in my motherfucking life. And then everybody tell me, it's just a lockdown. No, that's not a fucking lockdown. That's not a lockdown. This is a major problem. You trying to control us. What's lockdown is all my that's in the county jail, the federal penitentiary, the state penitentiary. They on lockdown for all my sucker ass who don't want to leave the house because they wife take the whole check and do what the they want to do with it. That's a lockdown. When Gary Payton used to get on one of them ass on the basketball court and put that D on them, that was a lockdown. San Francisco 49ers been on lockdown since the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear that shit. And we are live. Welcome to the Free Supper Podcast. I have my special guest, Caleb. We had to bring him back. I'm doing great, bro. We had to bring you back again, you know, from the Family Style Podcast. We had to do it right. We had to do you justice. You have a lot of knowledge that I feel like a lot of people need to hear. And if you're first time tuning in to the Free Supper Podcast, we like to give you a little something for your mind, body, and your soul. So it's a little more intimate with our conversations. And the topic at hand that obviously is going to be a hot topic for months to come is the coronavirus. As of Wednesday, March 25th, the global cases is now over 471,000 people infected. Now we have reached the threshold of 21,000 deaths worldwide. In the U.S. alone, there's more than 68,500 cases where people have tested positive and over 1,000 people have died from the coronavirus. Bro, these numbers are starting, they're starting to rise quite a bit. No, I agree, man. Hey, I want to start off by saying thank you so much for having me, and I'm excited, man. It was awesome seeing you in Kansas City. That was, uh, you know, the circumstances obviously weren't the best, but, right. um, you know, pleasure talking to you and things like that. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, if you told me this, I don't know, like a week ago, two weeks ago, you know, that this is the outcome of uh, the coronavirus, I, I wouldn't have believed you. You know, it's just kind of, it's hard to... Uh, to even put in words, uh, you know, um, a description of what's really happening right now. It's it's a wild time that we're living in. It, it is a wild time. And now, as the nation tries to uh, practice social distancing and curve the rate of people being affected, we're starting to see lockdowns nationwide. I was just in Kansas City, and they were put on lockdown, and I was just able to get out the city just in time. And right when I got to Dallas, we were also put on a lockdown. And it's a serious thing because, Caleb, you're saying people are already starting to be arrested or confronted about freely wandering around. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there's definitely a curfew. I think the curfew here is, uh, I want to say, from 11 p.m. to 5 p.m. I mean, 5 a.m. And then uh, throughout the day, uh, you have to move with a purpose. By that, I mean, uh, you're either going to work um, 
which I, I mean, they're categorizing people as essential or non-essential employees um, or essential or non-essential businesses. And those those employees are um, the product of that. Or, you know, you're going to the grocery stores, pharmacy. That's the only reason you should be out. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It's wild. So let me ask you this. How is it different? I mean, you kind of experienced how Kansas City was. I mean, mm. it was that Sunday uh, night, so it, it was a little different. But I mean, you kind of right. saw Sunday and Monday. So how was it compared to, to, to Dallas? How's that? I honestly haven't been outside, man, so I really don't know. Uh, but as far as when I first got, uh, when I landed on uh, Monday evening and made that drive back, it, it was just like a ghost town. You know, Dallas is a pretty lively city. It obviously, it's not on any level like a place like New York, but usually you're definitely seeing a lot of cars, even on a Monday night. And it was just it's just surreal that the time we're living in, it just literally is almost like the walking dead like you don't see any cars out like you barely see a car pass and just yeah. just interaction of just people coming and going it's just something you're not coming across anymore yeah no i agree with you on that I would say is like you could hear the birds chirping during rush hour you know that's like a, right that's unreal you know i got to experience that uh, yesterday i believe and it. it was just like what? it's wild <laughs> it's wild <laughs> indeed yeah, man. man and speaking of which uh new york city is uh really really starting to get put in a very very difficult situation uh more than thirty thousand cases have been confirmed and the hospitals already are getting pushed to the limit and i know we were kind of touching on that caleb and you were kind of stating uh, some of these numbers that you c- came across as far as what this coronavirus will do as far as our health system and as far as people not be able to get treatment, even if they're not affected by the coronavirus. Yeah, I think your last point that you brought up is, is a major thing that a lot of people aren't really seeing. Um, you know, I think that you being out, uh, you're putting yourself in different dangers, you know, like a da- like an everyday danger, just as simple as, a, a, you know, I mean, anybody can get in a car accident. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a very common thing, um, you know, or even like, uh, let's say you have pre-existing conditions such as like, you know, like di- you're diabetic or... Uh, mm-hmm. You have some kind of condition, you know, um, a problem that you would normally go to uh, the hospital or a, doc- a doctor to kind of uh, mitigate that uh, whatever emergency is. Um, it's going to be a, uh, definitely challenging at the at, at the times that we're facing because hospitals are, uh, you know, um, hitting their their max capacity. Um, and then one crazy thing is um, the, the 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 infection rate as well. You know, so here in the U.S., we have around 300 330 million people approximately. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're estimating anywhere from 40 to 75 percent of those people to, to get affected. And so if we just use the bottom number on that, like so like let's just say 45 percent. Right. Um, mm-hmm. That 40, 45 percent, that would be about a hundred and hundred and fifty million uh, people infected, essentially. You know? Wow. And out of those, it's 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 it's, 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 it's a crazy number. Right. But so, I mean, there is like, you know, there is a, a, um, a out of those 150 million people. Um, 80% of them are going to be fine, you know? So, mm-hmm. I, you know, and, and anywhere, I don't know, in terms of the infection about, I would say five, they were saying the numbers are five to 10% of those 150 million that are going to be affected. Uh, we'll need to have some kind of a hospitalization, um, such as like a ventilation and things like that. And that's just, um, we're, we're at a place in which we don't have that capacity. And this is, you know, you're in Texas right now, right? Like, I'll give you right. a Texas number right now. Like, you know, I mean, Texas is it's, it's a country on its own, essentially, you know? There's right. only 4,500 uh, ventilators in the state of Texas. How, how, wow. how mind-blowing is that? You know, that's just, and, you know, I mean, Scary. so I, it's crazy. It's crazy. So, 
Um, those are the numbers. And essentially, in terms of treatment, it's uh, it's going to be one out of one of 50 people that will need the machine will get it. 49, that's going to leave 49 people out of 50 um, in that dire need. Um, in you know, it's just it's just we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. And it was something I read um, in about Italy because obviously they have been just getting destroyed by this oh, disease. Man. And they have to make tough decisions as far as who really needs a ventilator or not. And that's just scary to think about. Like, if you're in a situation like, I can't breathe, and there's somebody else a little worse off, I mean, they're going to have to make those tough decisions. And I know here they're already thinking of ways of how they can, you know, ease the situation. And they're talking about possibly splitting ventilators. Like, there's the thought of them trying to do something like that. It's just horrifying. These are the numbers on the ventilators, right? So there's about 80, about approximately 135,000 uh, ventilators just in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, in terms of hospitalization, there's 7.3 million people that are going to need those ventilators. That's essentially mm-hmm. 2% of those people. That's the number. And it's just like it's going to come to a, uh, to, to a place in which doctors, we're going to be in the same position as Italy, essentially. You know what I mean? It, but it's just different because Italy, anybody that's, 80 years old and above, they're just, they're not treating you, you know? They're not wanting to really dedicate their resources. And that's just, I mean, that's just unfortunate. And uh, um, and so I, I guess, like, you know, like the lockdown and things like that makes makes a sense in that sense uh, because it is, uh, um, it, it is going to reduce that curve. But, you know, it's just, right. I don't know. So it's wild. Yeah. Obviously, nobody expected something like this or even when it started happening, nobody expected the magnitude of how this will affect everybody globally on yeah. so many different levels. Obviously, when uh, it comes to our leadership, they weren't very prepared to deal with such a crisis. And our president, uh, Donald Trump, he believes yeah. the uh, economy should be back running by Easter, which Easter this year will be April 12th. It's currently March 25th. So we're looking at about a couple weeks yeah, a little over a couple of weeks. Do yeah. you think that's something that's going to happen? Our economy be, be back running in a couple of weeks. I mean, I'm hoping to be honest with you, because uh, right. it, like you know, like from just from from a finance stance, um, it's. I mean, we're not we're not looking uh, to be in the best of shape, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, definitely, I, I I hope so, but who knows, you know? And honestly. My personal opinion, right? Like, I mean, I know this virus is very, uh, very deadly, but I mean, if you look at what's happening, I feel like a certain amount of it is being exploited by the media. You know, I think there's a fear factor that's really being pushed. You know, mm-hmm. um, so I mean, that's just kind of like my what I what I personally feel. But I mean, I'm hoping so because, you know, we don't want to we don't want to see another recession. I mean, technically, we are in a recession right now. Right. Uh, but. You know, we don't want to see you don't want it to go from a recession to a depression. You know, that's that's something that, you know, it's and, and, and at this point right now, it's globally. Right. Um, so, I mean, we're seeing we're seeing um, I don't know if you've uh, seen that Boeing uh, when it was one of the largest stocks that got affected, you know, largest company that got affected. They dropped anywhere. I mean, I, I would believe it was about 65 percent, 60 to 65 percent, you know, wow. just from that. And their price range was uh, 370, 365 to about $90 a share. That's a huge, huge drop, you know? So if it keeps going, you know, I know there's a bailout uh, in place and things mm. like that, but I, I hope so. 
Yeah, speaking of bailout, as a Wednesday, our fellow congressmen and congresswomen have actually decided to come together and make something happen. We have a $2.2 trillion stimulus package. Yes, yeah. $2.2 trillion. That's a lot Seems of like money. <laughs> they just got that money out of nowhere because I was like, oh, where man. is this $2.2 trillion coming from? And Caleb, yeah. and since you're a numbers guy, can you kind of go over the breakdown for us, how this is going to affect the economy and what do you see as the fallout from this going into place? I think to put it in place, uh, one big thing I can say is uh, in terms of the U.S. dollar right now, or um, I guess before all of this, there was about $1.5 trillion in circulation. That's the number of U.S. dollars that that exists, essentially, right? Um, And what what essentially is happening is, I mean, we're we're getting, what was the exact number? Two point what? Two point two trillion. Two point two trillion. So that's coming from thin air. But uh, the overall breakdown is um, how, I think how they're allocating it is uh, corporations are going to get about uh, $500 billion. It's a huge bailout. Um, small businesses are going to uh, they, they allocated about $350 billion for small businesses. States and local governments, $150 billion. Uh, hospitals, $130 billion. And then on a personal, uh, in, in, on an individual basis, uh, adults are going to get around $1,200. Um, and the income ratio is if you're if you're making uh 60 no what is it sorry uh, ninety-eight thousand dollars or under or as a couple it's 198 000, uh or under uh you would essentially get that thousand two hundred dollars and then uh five hundred dollars per kid so i mean that's that's the bailout in a nutshell but i mean if you ask me what my personal opinion and things like how this kind of should have played out i feel that th- th- this money should have been allocated to those people that are in need of this you know i think mm-hmm. that we should have dedicated all that resource because it would have been cheaper at the end of the day, you know, instead of having uh, a mass uh, a mass shutdown, you know, anybody that is in that risk category. So the age group 65 and above and then anybody that has the underlying condition. I, I, I personally feel that the government, uh, we should have went uh, in the direction in which, you know, we put them, you know, in quarantine, essentially, and then pay them for it. Match their yeah. salary. I'm telling you, like, if you match their salary. And uh, like in you kind of compare it to like what the two point two trillion dollars of bailout, it yeah. would not have matched. It would have been cheaper. This is this is going to have a trickling effect, to be honest with you. And I think that every day that we uh, we we essentially close down the economy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel that big economy is those small businesses. Those right. small businesses really create uh, our local uh, culture, our local economy. I mean, I don't know. Let, let's hope that we can get it up and going as soon as possible. But. If you ask me, though, that's that's what I feel uh, should have been a proper course of action uh, from hmm. our leadership. So you know, what it's, it's what is going to happen to the dollar as far as when they they don't have the money? I mean, I'm not a person that's knowledgeable in finances, but I do know something that if you have money and then you're spending money you don't have, that something there has to be repercussions oh. for doing so. I think that I mean, since it's on a global basis, it's it's this is really affecting like everybody, you know. Um, so I mean, China did this. I want to say in February, like mid-February, it essentially created new uh, money into existence. Here. Essentially, what's happening, you know. So I'm I'm assuming that 2.2 trillion dollars is coming from us just printing money, you know, and mm-hmm. or somebody else could be taking the debt on the back end. But mm-hmm. you know, who knows? Who knows who's taking that debt? <laughs> but I feel that they're just you know introducing new currency into the market. So. Uh, I know we've talked about this, and this is something that you know I'm kind of really passionate about, and mm-hmm. um, and not just that. I feel that this is the direction that 
the like you know our world or our society is going to go to which is cryptocurrency so like i think that like what's happening right now is going to you know create a, a more of a, a need to 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 have a, a currency on a global basis you know what i mean this is a global uh, pandemic you know so it's mm-hmm. that's kind of that's kind of how i feel about that Speaking of cryptocurrency, because, uh, yeah, we definitely have talked about we have many conversations about cryptocurrency. And I would definitely say you're an advocate for cryptocurrency. Well, for all our viewers that don't know, Caleb, could you explain what is cryptocurrency and how does it work? So to, to kind of go into that, I would just I'll, I'll start off with the, uh, the dollar or paper money, which is fiat currency. And how that works or how it worked before is for every dollar that um, that, that that was that, that was printed or that was had, there was a reserve in the federal, like in the Federal Reserve, like which was backed by gold. So for every dollar, we had gold to back it. And uh, mm-hmm. that's when we were in the gold standard. Now, this is essentially, we're backed by the sure faith and the military, essentially, you know, that's our right. backing. And uh, that, you know, like globally that other countries accept it, you know. And then in terms mm-hmm. of crypto, um, if we kind of focus on Bitcoin, it's, it's just... Uh, it's an account. It's a general ledger, essentially. You know um, what it is is there's only uh, a certain amount of bitcoins that will ever be created. Right now, I believe we're at 19 million bitcoins. Um, don't hold me to that number. That's that's the, <laughs> the number that's in circulation. Um, 18.5 to 19 million. But uh, it's a finite amount of number. There's only going to be 21 million. So at the end of the day, that really just means that there's no inflation that's going to affect it. That's kind of mm. how I would explain it. You know, with the U.S. dollar right now, and always since the beginning. There's a three percent inflation, right? And so how that three percent inflation is is essentially every year your money's dropping. So um, I think one big example I give people is like, uh, you, how old is your youngest, uh, for example? Uh, about to turn three. About to turn three. So it's it's not that hard to like uh, to to imagine him at 23, correct? Right. At 20 years. So hmm. essentially, let's say if you had a million dollars in your account right now, in that 20 year span, when your son is 23 years old. That same million dollars is going to lose three percent every year, right? Uh, in terms of purchase power, you're only going to have about five hundred and sixteen million. I mean, five hundred and sixteen thousand dollars in purchase. So it's essentially losing about forty-eight percent, you know, in value. Wow. So that's yeah. how it works. And and so when you go to a system like, uh, let's say, a Bitcoin or some kind of form in which there is in a certain amount of number, it cannot be, you know, mass produced. There's only twenty-one million, and what that does is just it holds the value and. It doesn't really. There's no inflation to to, to affect it. That's kind of uh, what I think, and uh, what a lot of economists are thinking, and a lot of hedge funds are thinking. Uh, you know, 2017, uh, Bitcoin had uh, hit its peak at around 20,000. Um, mm-hmm. So to give you guys a number and to under, to show you guys how real it is, is uh, from so essentially in that in that one year, so beginning of 2017, it went from a thousand dollars to twenty thousand. Wow. Like you know what I mean? Like that. That's that's the ratio and. There's other cryptocurrency. I'll give one of uh, an IPO that I was involved in, uh, NEO. So NEO, same example, in that same time frame, from 2007 January uh, to December, two, uh, two, uh, sorry, 2017 January to December 2017 January, uh, 2018. So that mm-hmm. month difference. It peaked from, so your $1,000 of investment would have yielded you $730,000. Wow. $1, Those, these are real, these are real numbers. These are you know, this is real. This is real money that people are making, and I think that has a huge opportunity. Um, so yeah, from what's happening right now with the because this like this crisis is a global issue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so it's causing everybody, like everybody's feeling that pain in terms of debt, in terms of you know, all these countries are going to be 
racking up their debts and the people are not going to be with it right because it doesn't make sense that uh you're you're getting affected by somebody else's um essentially option that's essentially what paper money is crisis goes down and you know vice versa early like the morning yawning wipe the crust from my third eye to peek the true intentions of buzzers flock and turp like they love us but pull they talons and put scratch you out like the lotto these niggas hoes for the duckets i swear Cause money make niggas change like dollar bills Seen it once or twice, nigga blocked your life, that shit for real Brutus came through thrice and he murked down seas after all them years Now what make you think your shit don't stink and you won't get killed? Cause always someone riding, rolling their eyes at the fact So you would say the significance of this digital currency You did mention that they don't have to worry about inflation So it's gonna hold its value Would there be yeah. any other significance that you would like to pinpoint to kind of let people know like yeah this is something that's literally something that we're moving towards in the future and it may be sooner than later well to be honest i mean it's a real thing right now you know bitcoin is about i believe six thousand eight hundred dollars right now you know so i mean i'll give you a real number uh with the coronavirus it was it was effective mm-hmm. it's, it's all based on scarcity you know so it's just this is just a, it's a monetary value in which people have faith and beliefs to to grow it. you know wall street is in it wall street is in it then everybody should be in it you know because there's mm-hmm. an opportunity of growth uh refresh me what was the question you asked i don't want to get uh, too long-winded oh you're fine it's just the significance of the uh which you kind of touched on but just like the significance so, of having that digital dollar you can i mean in terms of right now you can buy anything you want with it anything mm-hmm. that you could ever you could buy a house with it you could buy a 10 million dollar house with it. you could buy a 100 million dollar house with it you can buy a car with it lamborghini was one of the first companies to accept it um, Amazon, you can buy anything on Amazon. You can go buy anything on Whole Foods. You can go buy, there's like, there's systems in which the Bitcoin that you have, you can convert it into cash and pay anywhere. There's, you know, Bitcoin credit cards. I think it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's a real thing. And it's becoming uh, more of a thing, you know, and to, to put it really in a perspective globally, we're not even at a percent of market adoption. We, re- we only need a percent of market adoption to take over. So that's a thing. And uh, honestly, that's that's uh, the long term uh, objectives of it is that. And then not just that, um, a lot of people are just seeing it as a, a form of money uh, transferring uh, monetary value. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's more than that. It's essentially it's a, it's a database it's on its own. It's, it's the new Internet. You know, there's companies that are literally built on top of the network. That's what's crazy. No one can take it from you. That's another thing as well. You know, like you could have one hundred million dollars in your pocket on a piece of paper. And then just leave. You get what I'm saying? It's just it's just like no one can take it from you. Right now, like your money isn't really your money. Right? right. If somebody That's wanted true. to seize your account, they could seize your account. They That's could true. garnish your wages. They could do whatever. You get what I'm saying? Yep. And with this, and it's not gonna it's not gonna uh, really allow you. And to really show as well as I feel that, you know, like our world and our economy is uh, really moving to a peer to peer system. I'll kind of give you a couple of the, the biggest one that everybody knows is uh, Uber. You know, the example that I give people, like imagine if you were, you know, you were in the taxi industry for 20 years and I, 2010 and I'm telling you, hey, there's this app that's going to change the whole industry, right? Whole, whole industry. You're not going to believe me. You're going to tell me I've been in this industry for 20 years or whatever the number is, you know, get out of here. Right. And that's, right. that's the thing, you know, like Uber has come and disrupt that industry. Airbnb is the largest um, this is the largest uh, hotel owner and they don't even own a single property. It's because yeah. like uh, what I'm trying to explain is everything is going to a peer to peer system. And that's what Bitcoin is. It's a peer to peer system. There's not a sense of a, a, a middleman. You know what I mean? 
I mm. purchased Boeing. I'll give you an example. I purchased Boeing stock through a broker, right? And so let's say, for example, let's just say Maryland, right? If you go to purchase, I don't know, let's just say anything, any like, let's just say a Boeing stock, one stock, right? It was at, right now, I think it's at around $165, right? The $165, you, you purchase it today and it takes two days to settle. That means that in that two-day time, you did a purchase today, it's going to go to three different institutions, three different companies are going to touch it, and then it will be bought. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They'll reserve that mm-hmm. number for you. And then same when you sell it. You know what I mean? You sell it, it's two days. You sell it today at that price, right? It's locked in. But in terms of like the clearing, it doesn't clear for another two days. And then three different mm-hmm. institutions are touching it, making money off your money. Does that make sense? And that so it's like w- w- with Bitcoin, though, it's like, I can send you $100 million right now or $10 million, $10, $20, whatever it is. You get what I'm saying? Whatever increment. And that amount is going to come to you directly. It's not going to go to, uh, you know, the clearinghouse, the Fed, to your bank, and then, you know, to you. You get what I'm saying? I feel that this uh, this disease is helping that move along, you mm. know, because I think that, like, I, I don't know about you, but I feel um, in this world that we're living in, in this hard times that, you know, the whole world is facing, I feel that it's kind of really made the world smaller, you know? Yeah. Meaning definitely. that, like, you know, you can feel it. Everybody feels that pain, you know? Everybody, that, like, and it's funny, like, like everybody feels that toilet paper, that right. toilet paper pain, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, you know, you're you're in, like, everything, like, right yeah. now, it's like the big, the, the toilet paper phase is uh, all liquor stores. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, stores bro. Are getting, and it's, it's funny because, like, they're not buying Corona. <laughs> yeah man it's just wild times <laughs> but I, that's that's honestly how i feel and let's see you know i think um it's a good bet and it's just an it's, it's an asset class now it's uh same as real estate same as everything yeah. and so and there's a lot of gains to be made man you know and i think people should uh, the look gains. into this yeah, yeah definitely so guys cryptocurrency definitely look it up do your research is something yeah. that is here it's here and it's open for you to take advantage of while we're going through this transition as a global society. And yeah. you were kind of touching on the stocks and obviously the stocks have been taking a hit worldwide. If you have any suggestions, Caleb, it's, uh, for any of our listeners, the stocks that definitely, if they haven't already, they should just go ahead and abandon them now because probably not going to be recovering from this recession that we're going through. Yeah. So, I mean, that's hard to tell. Um, and to start off by saying, hey, this is not financial advice. So do your own research and all that good stuff. But I mean, honestly, I know we had like when we were talking uh, this last Sunday, I, I was saying, you know, I mean, this is not a good time for it. You know, I mean, you should pull out. And that's honestly how I feel still. But the market is recovering. Um, but I mean, it's just, it's just it's just what your objectives are. If your objectives are long term, I think you're fine. Nothing's right. going to happen. But if it's a short term objective, you're trying to go in and out. Like I'm not like, for example, my positions, I'm closing every day. You know what I'm saying? We're not staying overnight. But there's a $500 billion in bailout. And um, honestly, you guys should check out Boeing, for example. I think mm. Boeing is going to be uh, one of the biggest money makers just this week alone. You know, um, it was it was one of the biggest it was one of the uh, the stocks that got affected the, the most. Mm. Uh, I think they lost about 60 to 65 percent. They went from like 300 and I want to say 370, 365 to about 93 dollars. That's a huge, huge drop. But they're coming back. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity to make money. I, th- I think that's one thing. Right now, during the time of crisis, everybody just freaks out and just it's, it's yeah. so distracted. You get what I'm saying? Right. But let me tell you, it's easier to make money now than on a normal basis. That, that, mm. that's, that's, you know, but it's just a matter of doing your research and having uh, just a plan. If you have a plan into when to get out, when to, you know, get in and get out, I think that 
a lot of money to be made. A lot of money to be made. And but I don't really have companies that might not come back. I don't know, man, because I think that there is, that that is a possibility, especially with mm. small businesses. This is not yeah. really related to stocks, but there's a lot of even big corporations that might not come back. But I feel like they're going to get a bailout. Like I would I would say be on the lookout for Marriott. I think that's a mm. sure bet. You know, because they were affected as well. You know, Marriott they uh, merged with uh, Starwood about I want to say a year and a half ago or so. And I mean, you were you were at the Westin, so yep. that's that's a part of the Marriott. And essentially, that was a Starwood uh, that's that was a Starwood uh, uh, portfolio hotel. And then mm. Marriott came in and bought it. So, I mean, they're one of the largest hotel conglomerates in the world, and they're they're struggling right now. They're struggling, struggling right now. It's because it, I mean, they're two two different companies essentially. You know what I'm saying? They merged right. and they they have a lot of they have a lot of debt they have a lot of liabilities and stakes so every day that this is going it, it's it's affecting that but I think the bailout will help you know I think the bailout will get them to correct so I think there's a huge opportunity that it's going to go up you know every day like tomorrow I feel like it could go up twenty percent thirty percent you know the Dow two days ago jumped almost I think it was nineteen hundred points that's the that's the most that it's ever jumped in history. You know, so there's a lot of opportunities. Just with how everything is shaking out, how do you think these current events will affect the upcoming elections? Oh, man, I don't know, man. I feel like the media has kind of been like just destroying Trump, you know, like making him like not look good. And like, you know, like, but to be honest with you, I mean, like the, the, the man is like, I, I think he's a smart guy. He's doing his, you know, he's doing what he's what he can. I don't know. I mean, it could be a possible who knows if they say that, you know, you know, they extend it, you know, like, let's say 60 days, 90 days or whatever it is. I mean, they might postpone it. We never wow. know what could happen, you know. I yeah, they already uh, post. Did they postpone or I can't remember. They postponed. I think they postponed the Olympics. They didn't cancel it, but they postponed it till possibly yeah. next year. That's like the level we're at right now. Like the Olympics yeah. got yeah. postponed. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's a, if it's a serious enough issue for all this, to be honest with you. Right. Like, I kind of uh, gave you an example of what I felt that should have happened. I mean, because, like, it, it's just if we weren't quarantined, it's going to spread. I understand that. Right. But, like, I think that the amount of people that are going to be affected, I feel like it's going to be greater now. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's just like, I mean, this is a ripple effect into everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like we've, we've messed up people's livelihood. You know, you think about sports, you think about, let's say you're like, you know, like you're a senior trying to trying to get to the next level or whatever it is and mm-hmm. you, you're you're getting you're trying to get those opportunities and you got cut short you know those were your right. only opportunities like there's a lot of things like that where i don't know we had other options you know what i'm saying yeah right? yeah they like, said uh sars has a higher death rate than a coronavirus exactly yeah. so I, you know so i I, I honestly feel like you know like i honestly feel like the media has just moved it up you know, I mean, to a whole other level, you know, because I, I, I think we talked about this off camera last time, you know, because we were seniors in high school, juniors in high school during mm-hmm. uh, the swine flu, right? Swine yep. flu epidemic. And we didn't, there was not really a social media, you know what I mean? Sure. Everybody relied on the news, you know what I mean? Now, though, you have like media just tip your fingers, yep. you know, and everybody, like everybody's scared. Everybody's making decisions that, you know, they normally wouldn't have made these decisions. And there's and so much crazy. information out there. That's the thing. Like, you don't know what's true, what's not true, yeah. or just send oh, you uh, yeah. DMs. And, that, and that's like the reality of it, man. I think that like bro, 80% of the people that are, that are, that are going to get it, they're not going to even know it. Not going to even know it, you know. And it's like the people that have the underlying conditions. And I feel like that's where our, like the resources should have went, you know. Yeah. And uh, and not, not where we're at right now. And 
And it's crazy because I like to be honest with you, I feel like I don't know, man. Everything just doesn't sit well with me with what's happening right now. I feel like there's an agenda. There's mm-hmm. a global agenda for whatever, whatever it is. I don't know if you've seen like uh, recently in the news and the media, South Korea has been coming up pretty often. Um, and they're specifically talking about like how they're able to uh, really reduce the, the, the number of infections based on the fact that they have the ability to, to look at everybody's data. You're infected. They, they know exactly who you communicate with because they have full access to your cell phone data. You know, wow. so if I like, you know, like our interaction on Sunday, for example, right, if I had it or whatever, right, they would have known that. And not just that, it's like anybody in that radius that was around my phone. You know what I'm saying? And so wow. they're quarantining people in that. And so it's like at the time that we're living right now, if you suggested that idea to us here, I feel like a lot of people would go for it. You know what I mean? Because it's like an objective of that's for the better. Like That's like, you know what I mean? That's for the betterment of everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, why would you not do it? And that's like, you know, that's, that's something that we wouldn't do as a country. I feel like at this time, though, people would people would do anything, man. I don't know, man. I feel like we're we're at a phase where the world is changing, man. The world is changing, and it feels like everything is so much closer. You get what I'm saying? It China is. doesn't seem like a far country. You get what I'm saying? China feels like, to me, to be honest with you, the same distance as Texas. So that's 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 wild. News is instant now. Like you hear about something, yeah. and you have it within seconds. You know? Yeah, man. You got you don't have to worry about tmz anymore because you're like oh i can get the source where i need it yeah it's it's, it's a crazy time we're living in now you know it's funny the economist right uh, the the economist like, magazine about i want to say like 30 30 odd years ago right came out mm. with a prediction by 2018 2017 2018 the world will need a centralized currency wow and they like gave out a full description so when you get a chance just look into it and it like it, it, it honestly like where we're at right now is fully described, not in terms of like the pandemic and things like that, but in mm. terms of like uh, how um, in order to succeed and how like the world, like where the like it, it kind of gives you like a direction into where everything is going. You know what I'm saying? I think that it's honestly Bitcoin or like a form of crypto, right? Because I think it's being modelly adopted. It could be something else too, but something is going to change. I feel like everybody's just one now. That's what it just seems like. Well, yeah. That's the direction that we're going to. And we're all united against uh, an enemy we can't see. That's what makes it even more frightening for people. And that's why I think, yeah, yeah we're going to have people that are obviously acting out of character because they're frightened. Uh, but mm-hmm. also, you know, just with my interaction with people, a lot of people are also coming together as well to understand, like, yeah, like, yo, we're all stuck at home, working from home, yeah. and yeah. we all have to adjust at the same time. It's just the will for humanity to survive and to adapt is incredible. Yeah, man, 100 percent. It's, you know, like it's just the survival of the fittest. Everybody's making do with what they can and kind of going from that. Uh, one thing I want to touch on, like, you know, like we have the luxury to work from home, you know, and it's right. just crazy to me. The people that don't have that, that that luxury, they're not able to work from home. So therefore, they have no income. Right. You know what I'm saying? This is like, oh, well, this is this is a fact that a large amount of the American population is literally living check from check. Yeah. The middle class is a huge example. It's just like a, it's a myth. Like in that part, it's like living check to check for the most part, you know, and if they right. can't get paid for a month, two months, you know, they're, they're, they have all these different liabilities, you know, cars, houses, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So I just cannot imagine that, man. It's crazy. Yeah, man. So it's, it's a crazy you know. time we're living in. The segment of Free Supper that I like to uh, highlight is called the free game. So this is where you could kind of spill your little knowledge to people that a little takeaway that you want 
the audience to leave off with. Uh, so, Caleb, you have something that you want to provide for free game for everybody, either if you want to touch on a, something unrelated or kind of conclude anything you talked about over the segment. The floor is yours. Yeah, I would say, um, man, this is the time to invest, like especially like the, they're giving free money right now. Right. If you're in a place where you don't need that or, you know, like this tax season right now. Right. Instead of buying a car that's going to die next year, et cetera. Uh, man, you need to invest. No, right. it's crazy because like I, I say that and I have stories to kind of show you where people's mindset is. I, you know, I, I have a dealership here in KC and you'd be surprised, man. Tax season comes with people getting money and uh, they just want to. It's just, you know, they want it. It's all, it all goes. And it's like I've seen mm. situations where people purchase a car that's way out of their means. Right. They're literally using mm. all their tax tax refunds. This is like a mother with three kids or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And doesn't have the ability to even purchase uh, insurance for it. You know what I mean? That's mind-blowing to me. And so, like, I mean, you'd be surprised. So, I mean, this is an opportunity in which you should really try to invest, man. You know, like, for for the people that are, uh, that don't really know anything about investment, et cetera, et cetera, just open up a Merrill Lynch account, a free Merrill Lynch account, buy the index. You know, you don't have to buy a specific company, but buy the Dow. Buy like these specific, like SMP. All these are going to go up. Just like these are benchmarks with like over 500 companies. You know, SMP, SMP 500 has 500 companies. So you're investing on the average of those and they're going to go up. These are all like what we're talking about long term. This is not finance advice. You guys look up all that information. And then another thing I would say, buy Boeing, not finance advice, <laughs> because they're too big to fail. They're yeah. too big to fail. And I mean, you don't understand like them collapsing. The, the, the global effect that it would have is just it, it's 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 ridiculous you know what i mean i mean boeing is a big company they lost you know, about 60 percent of uh their overall uh, value in terms of stocks their uh uh their stock was downgraded that means that uh they do it was actually just downgraded yesterday so that essentially means that like they lost their credit score you know you went from sure. a 50 credit score to like let's just say like a, a 500 or 400 you know what i'm saying that's a huge drop but they're they're getting the bailout and they're too big to fail. Um, this is 2008 all over again, except with that, it was like, you know, the GMC, all these car brands. I mean, think about how many car brands there are. You get what I'm saying? We could have just let them fail and we would have been fine because there's other car brands. But this is Boeing. They cannot fail. They are they, they are airplanes in its own. There's other companies that are out there, but they don't match up to their capacity. So I could sure bet you that it's going to go right back to where it was. You know, it might, ha- it might not happen tomorrow and it might not happen you know who knows but for sure in the long term it's going to come back and even short term short term positions i could see it doubling this week next week mm. free game not finance free game. advice not finance thoughts. advice no, from no, the guru himself no. you heard it here guys I, guru guru i like that term better you know there you, you go and, uh, <laughs> and then uh, yeah i would I, I just say what i do i don't i don't i would never preach uh just outside stuff so there you go do it and yeah well, Caleb, it's been a pleasure and an honor, sir. I thank Man, you for thank being you. my first guest on the Free Supper Podcast. Yeah. Everybody tuning in, Caleb will be back. He will be a recurring guest. He has you know, lots of knowledge to I'm share excited. for everybody. And we definitely appreciate you being on the show, Caleb. Thank you so much. And hey, everybody be safe. Wash your hands. But, you Wash know, you your know how, hands. You know how like these and DeMero fans, yeah. where they're like, hey, Every bodega has a sign. What would your sign be? Wash your hands. <laughs> if you can clip that on there, I would love that. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Heard it here.
wash your hands, guys. Thank you so much for having me, my friend. <laughs> oh, no problem, bro. Thank you. You're welcome Thank back you. anytime. Thank you. The instamatic focal point bringing damage to your burrow. Some brothers from the east with them beats that be thorough. Got the solar gravitation, so I'm bound to pull it. I gets down like brothers are found, ducking from bullets. Gun control means using both hands in my land. But it's all about the cautious living. Migrating to a higher form of consequence. Compliments are struggling. I shouldn't be notable, man. Every word I say should be a hip hop quote. I'm sick of bitches shaking asses. I'm sick of talking about blood. Sick of Versace glasses. Sick of slang. Sick of half ass award shows. Sick of name brand clothes. Sick of R&B bitches over bullshit tracks. Cocaine and cracks which bring sickness to blacks. Sick of swole head rappers with they sickening raps. Clapping the gaps. Making the whole sick world collapse. Facts are getting sicker, even sicker perhaps. Sick of push to make a bundle to escape the Man, life can be.